go to Myanmar, the funeral expected today. In the capital, Naypyidaw, for the young demonstrator who died on Friday, becoming the first fatality in the protests against the military coup which took place at the beginning of this month. Mia Thwatithwate Kang was 20 years old. She'd been shot in the head during a demonstration in Naypyidaw 10 days previously. Well, yesterday, two more protesters were shot dead in Mandalay, Myanmar's second largest city. Several others suffered gunshot wounds. The United Nations Secretary General, Antonio Guterres, has condemned the use of lethal force and intimidation against peaceful demonstrators by the security forces. Our reporter in the largest city, Yangon, Nien Chan A, told us demonstrations have started and are continuing today throughout the country. Definitely tension escalated here in Myanmar. And also, at the same time, people continue to take streets and then first to mourn the deaths of the protester and also to denounce the use of violence by the regime. They have fear inside, you know, since the day one when they took the streets. But they know that what the military is capable of doing such kind of thing. They knew from the history already, but nevertheless, they came up. And then the, today also the, it's happened again. Thousands of demonstrators gather again, not just in Yango, it's all over the country. Well, Maung Zani is a Burmese exile based in the UK. He's a human rights activist and co-founder of the Forces of Renewal for Southeast Asia campaigning group. I spoke to him just after Mia Thwatithwati Kang's death was announced and asked him if he was optimistic at all about the impact the protesters were making. I am. But of course, you know, I lived under the first military rule from 1963 to 1988. And so I had seen soldiers and what they had done to the demonstrators when I was a younger boy. And so I should qualify that when I say I'm void, I'm void about the possibility of a positive and better change when the entire society stand up and stared down this massive killing machine we call Tamador or military. But at the same time, you know, my feeling oscillates between like being cautiously hopeful and optimistic, seeing all the younger generation, civil disobedient movement uh, activists, working with older generation, parents and grandparents and whatnot, and uh, feeling worried for the possibility that there will come an eventual crackdown on the streets. How much has that worry been added to by news of the first death among protesters, this young woman who was shot and has subsequently died. I watched the video clip of her being shot essentially in cold blood. She wasn't even with the protesters. She was trying to hide and also leave the scene. But at the same time, I am more worried about the nighttime disappearances, kidnappings, house raids, all of that happened under the cover of the night and during the now regular internet shutdown. Those raids you describe, that does seem to be part of a policy, doesn't it? Stand back to an extent from the protests when they're so visible, but then act at night to try and get hold of the people who are orchestrating the protests. Yes, this is a new strategy. You know, back in 1988, without the internet, without the society being interconnected with the outside larger world, Southeast Asia and beyond, the military acted with blanket impunity, gunning down protesters in broad daylight. But now, 
everyone has a mobile phone. Everyone can turn themselves into documenter of human rights abuses or shootings or simply like citizen journalists. And also they are aware that the International Criminal Court investigation is ongoing into the crimes of genocide. And also they are aware that United Nations has allocated 37 million US dollar establishing crime archives specifically on Myanmar. Nevertheless, we're not seeing any concessions from the military, are we? We're not seeing the release of Aung San Suu Kyi. So while everything you've just said might be true, it's not making them change their minds. No, they are not going to back down anytime soon, despite everything I described. If anything, to the contrary, they have brought in rather draconian old era laws, and also they have introduced Chinese-style cyber security laws. And so if anything, we are looking at the regime that is digging in. But that does not mean that these signs are strengths of the regime. The regime today, compared to the regime in 1988, is acting and reacting from the position of weakness, not from the position of strength. When you have entire society that showed no fear of guns and clubs, I mean, like, you know, you cannot go on forever. You cannot put this society back into the repressive bottle. Maung Zani on the situation in Myanmar.